Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Amen, amen. Awesome. Well, this morning, I, would title this, I want to title this message called God of Provision. Say God, God. of Provision. All right. I want to let you know that our God is a providing God. Can I get a good witness? Amen. Our God is a providing God. And let me tell you, God created it all. He made it all. Let me, let me share this with you in verse Psalms uh, 147, verse 8. It says, he covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle. And don't just think he got to provide for you. He has to provide for the rest of his creation in order to provide for you, right? Come on, somebody. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. How about Acts chapter 14, verse 17? It says, He has shown you kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. Isn't God so faithful? That I know in California it seems like we don't really have much of a season, but we know that the rest of the world really does have seasons. Come on, somebody, right? Aren't we grateful that our God is faithful? And in fact, it's a promise um, after Noah, because God floods the world, right? Uh, he, he eradicates all humanity except Noah because he was a man after God, a man after God, and his family started all over again with Noah. And he promised Noah, never again will I do such a thing. It will always have seed time and harvest time. You'll always have your seasons. Come on, somebody. All right. He has shown you kindness by giving you rain from heaven, crops in their seasons. He provides you plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Our God is a providing God. Let me tell you something. From cover to cover, the Bible clearly tells us that God is always with his people. Come on, somebody. He's always with his people. And let me tell you, our God is not just, he will provide for our finances. He will provide for our resources, but our God doesn't only just provide financially, all right? Our God also provides for us emotionally. Come on, somebody. Our God gives us joy. Our God gives us happiness that nothing else can can just even satisfy or come close, right? Our God fills us with with, with just comfort, right? He satisfies us with, with great emotions as well. And not only that, God provides us for us spiritually, right? The Bible, in fact, says that He's ultimately God the Father has given us the Son, Jesus Christ, fulfilling our greatest need, which was a Savior and because of our sin. So God even made an atonement for our sin. I want you to know this morning that your God is a provider. In fact, the Old Testament, when, and the Hebrew was say it like this our God is Jehovah Jireh our God that provides come on somebody I don't know where you're at right now in your finances I don't know if you're looking for a career I don't know if you're switching careers I don't know if you lost your job or your husband's lost your job or whoever's lost their job or what the economy whatever is going on maybe you lost the house I want to let you know and reassure you this morning that God is a provider. You will always have what you need. Amen? You will always have what you need. Now, it's a different story about wants. Come on, somebody. Now, you might say, you know, does God care about my wants? I will let you know, absolutely. The Bible tells us that God cares for the desires of our heart. In fact, it's scriptural that God may grant us 
the desires of our hearts. So I'm going to be teaching you this morning and encouraging you. Come on, I like the message already. Come on, somebody. I want to receive this for myself, all right? I actually do receive this for myself, amen? So I, I want to encourage you and teach you this morning that your God is a provider. Why, why during this series, Love Lack? Because sometimes we lack the confidence and the assurance that God is going to show up. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we lack the confidence and the assurance that God is going to show up. And my first point to you this morning is that God is your source. God is your source. So right now, I have some money. I actually have a $2 bill, all right? I've been saving. I actually have two $2 bills, right? And our money, if you notice, it actually says something very interesting on it. It actually says, in God we trust, right? The Bible clearly teaches that our source is the living God, that this piece of paper is not our source. Let me tell you, people, this is just not it. This will not satisfy you. This is just a resource. It's just a tool, all right? I don't know if some of you are foaming at the mouth for this tool. I'm just kidding, right? All right? I want to let you know, this is not it. This is not your source, Let me tell you something. Your girlfriend is not your source. Your boyfriend is not your source. Let me tell you, your Instagram feed is not your source. God is your source. Your Facebook friend, the person you looked up from 15 years ago, that's not your source, all right? God is your source. He is your father. Come on, somebody. God is not just your savior, but he's your father, and God ultimately knows what is best for you. And let me tell you, how, it doesn't matter how much you have of this. It doesn't matter how le- much less you have of this. What matters most is that you are a child of the most high God. And despite this, God loves you. God cares for you. He knows your needs. Come on, somebody. And God knows that you need currency, right? He does know that you have car insurance. He does know that you have Apple Music or Netflix, all right? He knows that you have, uh, all, you know, some, some needs, And God cares to provide for you by giving you some resources. Now, it's not in my notes, but I want to let you know that God is very, um, uh, I'm going to say, tactful and how he blesses us. He's a good daddy. God will not give us more than we need if it's going to disrupt our relationship. God is not going to give us more than we need if we're just going to walk away. Right? God's not going to give us more than we need if it's just going to mess us up on the inside. Because your daddy cares so much about you that he doesn't want you to get wrapped up in this. He wants you to get wrapped up in this. He wants you to get wrapped up in this because that is what satisfies you. This is ultimately what is your source. It is so ironic. Right? In fact, you know, it's awesome. I studied about this. It was actually a Pennsylvania minute. Let me tell you something, y'all. Let me tell you something, all right? Now I'm about to preach, all right? Anyway, let me tell you something, all right? A lot of times we go to school, we don't really, it sounds bad to say this, and I'm, I'm a positive guy, all right? A lot of times we don't know true history because our schools and our teachers don't always teach. They have to teach. I have some teachers here, all right? I don't know if they agree with me or not. I hope they do. But a lot of times we're not taught everything. Let me tell you, it was a Pennsylvania minister that wrote to the Secretary of Treasury, and he said this. He said, Dear sir, no, no nation can be strong in, except in the strength of its God, or safe except in his defense. In other words, I don't care how strong your army is. Unless God is your defender, you're about to lose, right? I don't care how much money you have, nation, right? Let me tell you, I don't care how, how rich you are. Nation, right? 
the nations of the world, it don't matter. Because if God is for you, man, you on the, you on, you, it's not looking good. Come on, somebody, all right? And it was a Pennsylvania uh, pastor, minister, who actually wrote the secretary, secretary of Treasury, said, you know what, we ought to have a motto on our coins. He started with our coins first. He said, we need to write the motto in God we trust because ultimately it's this that matters and it's ultimate, it's his providential care. It's his sovereignty over us that matters most. This is just a piece of paper. You can burn it up. You can step on it. You can throw it in the mud, but you cannot do that with God. Come on, somebody, you guys out there. Amen. All right. God is our source. And I want to let you know your career is not your source. God loves you, and God will bless you, and God has given you talents, and God has given you skills. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, all right, there's a misconception. Well, I provide for myself. Really? I've done it all myself. Yeah, have you? I got the degree. I went to the school. I, school, I, got, I got straight A's. I, I, I eat right, so I have enough strength. Come on, somebody, right? We know people like that. Sometimes that might be us. But let's really understand, where did we get that strength from? Where did we get those opportunities from? How did those doors even open, right? So our our ability, our skills, our talents, I'm at the point in my faith now, I trust God more than my own ability. Come on, y'all. I trust God more than I trust myself because I know he's faithful, right? Always to be true. So ultimately, God is our source, not money, not what we can do, not the strength of our own ability, not in our degree, amen? So I want, you, I want you to know that as God is a providing God, he wants you to know that. And ultimately, it comes down to him. I love it when it says this. It says this, if God cares for the wildflowers and the creation, how much more will he care for you? Come on, somebody. If God cares for the sparrow, and the Bible teaches and says that the sparrows don't, don't, toil the flowers of the field don't toil and he says look what i've done i actually provided this amazing the color the design in fact me and my wife this last monday me and our family i said you know what let's take a trip to lake elsinore and uh check this out we went to see the golden poppy fields and i gotta tell you it was beautiful it was amazing it was like majestic we have another slide for you i'm going to throw that slide i mean the hills are literally golden you got to check this out, all right? I think that's it, right? Do we have another one? I think we have another one. Check that out. Don't you just want to roll down those hills, right? Right? It's awesome. It's beautiful, all right? And the Bible actually says that these flowers didn't toil. These flowers didn't actually earn their right to be golden. The Bible actually says that God had done this, that God had planted the seeds and provided the weather that was necessary for this to be. The Bible says if God God can do this for a hill that, you know, some thousand may come see, or some hills, honestly, we don't see, provide such color, such richness, such design. If God can do that, how much more will he do for you? Come on, somebody. If he cares for sparrows that eat McDonald's french fries, come on, somebody. How much more is he going to do for you? Let me tell you something. God knows that you have car insurance. God knows that you want to get married. God knows that you want that husband. Come on, somebody. God knows that you want that wife. All right? God knows what kind of car you, you, you need. But let me tell you something. God cares about you so much He's going to provide the resources for it. And ultimately, he wants you to know him more than what he could ever give you. Let me say that again. God wants you to know him, develop a relationship with him more than anything he could ever give you. All right. All right actually, let me just have this illustration. Actually, Jeremy, can, I, can you come up, come up here for a second? And uh, I just want to actually illustrate this. 
And uh, really quickly, come on over here, this side. So sometimes, say over here, come over here, but on this side. And I'm going to use Julian in a second. So say Jeremy, he's an awesome keyboard player, amazing guy. He is, uh, I'm, uh, I know this, wait, 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 I know this, Filipino and Bel- Belgium. Yes. But how do you say that? Belgian. Belgian. There you go. I'm totally, I knew that. I knew that. I just, <laughs> everyone's looking at me right now. When you try to figure it out, it's just hard to come. Yeah. All right. So say Jeremy was praying for a car. All right. And God, and says, Jeremy's, pray, act like you're praying, fold your hands, do something like that. Jeremy's praying for a car. Okay. And Jeremy really, really wants a car. All right. God, give me a car. So God said, you know what? I'm going to give him a car. So, you know, here you go, Jeremy. He got uh, a nice car. And now pretend you're driving the car. All right. And now, I'll check, <laughs> nice, I like your style, all right? <laughs> awesome. So Jeremy's driving his car. He's, he's marveling in his blessing, all right? But now Jeremy is not praying anymore. Now Jeremy is not showing up to church anymore. Now Jeremy is not really reading his Bible anymore. Now Jeremy is so consumed with his treasure, with his blessing, his relationship has gone sour, has gone sour. And God, all the while, his daddy's wondering, Jeremy, where are you at? You know, I know that you prayed for this car, but let me tell you, there's so much more I want to give you. And if I want to give you so much more, I want to give you a wife, I want to give you a career so you can drive that beautiful car to that job. But, you know, if you can't handle this, I might take it back. And not only may may, may or may not take it back, but now I know your heart, Jeremy. I can't actually give you any more. I can't give you any more because you haven't been faithful with this. I believe that your God is a good dad. And he knows how to bless you. Some of you have been waiting on God for some time. Some of you are upset with God that he hasn't provided for you the way that you wanted him to. Come on, somebody. Some of you are are, are still a little sour because of that. That doesn't mean that God doesn't care for you. It means that God loves you, all right? Why? Because ultimately, God knows your heart. God knows why you're asking for it, all right? You might be asking with the wrong heart. You might be asking for the right heart. Whether or not, even if you're asking in in the right heart, in the right sense, it might be because God is setting you up for a better blessing. Maybe something better than you asked for, all right? So there's, uh, just while you wait, uh, it, it, it might be, and I believe this for myself because I have some prayer requests that I'm asking God for right now, provisionally. God, I'm believing it this way, church. Come on, check this out. God, I know you're just getting it ready for me. God, I know it's not the right time, and if you gave it to me too soon, I don't know, I might squander it. I might not deal with it the right way, but I know it's coming. Come on, somebody. I know it's coming on the right time with the right people, on the right block, on the right cul-de-sac. Come on, somebody, all right? I know it's coming, right? All right, let's give Jeremy a clap. Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Belgian, not Belgium. Sorry. All right. God cares for you. God loves you. It reminds me of the time that God is a good father. He's such a good father. He knows what's best for you. He knows what's good for you. I remember the time, and some of you know this story. I asked my family to marry my wife, and I was so excited. I bought the ring for my wife. I saved up for it. I worked at GameStop. Come on, y'all. I love my wife. I worked at GameStop. I saved up for that ring. I bought the ring, and they said, you know, come meet me at this place. I said, okay, here I go. I'm fresh in Bible school, haven't even graduated. I'm working a part-time job. I think she graduated, was not working at all. And I talked to her father, and I love her father, all right? God is a good dad, and I'm going to illustrate this this way. And I said, uh, you know, to Mel and Dad, I I love your daughter so much. I want to marry her. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. Everything I have, she's going to have. Not much, to be honest with you, all right? 
that, yeah, anyway. Uh, everything I have is hers, and I'm going to work my, my butt off for her, and I presented them the ring. And to be honest with you, they were like, whatever. <laughs> I felt like it, was, it wasn't that big of a deal to them, to be honest with you. I was so happy I worked hard for it. He asked me some questions that day. Check this out. He said, how, how much do you love my daughter? I love your daughter, man. I love her. She's beautiful. All right, she's talented. She's, she's gorgeous. She has the right heart. He asked me a question, and I, I walked away sad <laughs> after this question. He said, can you pay my daughter's bills? And I said, oh, I can't. I can't pay her bills. And what a good dad he, he is and was. And he said, you can't marry my daughter. And I was so upset and hurt. I was broken. I was driving home like, they don't even know how good of a man I am. They don't even like, what? Uh, that's it. I'm done with Kareen. <laughs> I thought that. I t- I'm done with my, I'm done with her. And like, what did she do? Right? She didn't do anything. Like, I honestly thought I'm done with her. I just got mad at her for her parents on me, no. And I was just like, wow. Like, I just, I, I mean, the reason I was upset is because I've been going to school. I mean, I'm getting my degree in theology. I'm serving God. Right, I'm loving. I, 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 I'm, I'm doing great things, and I kept thinking of it as, well, I deserve this. I'm entitled to this, right? But I love that her father cared for her so much that he wanted to set her up right. Come on, y'all. He wanted to set her up right because he loves her. He worked hard for her, and he's not going to give her away to some bozo who thinks he can pay her bills. He's going <laughs> to give her away to someone who knows will take care of someone he loves. Come on, somebody. God knows what you need. God cares for what you need. He loves you so much. He's not going to give you more than what you need if it's going to destroy you. God's going to give you what you need when you need it. And he knows that you want certain things. Believe me, I believe Kareem wanted to marry me, and I wanted to marry Kareem. But her father was setting us up right. Eventually, eight months later, a long eight months. In fact, she didn't even, I don't think she knew at all this whole time that I asked her parents to marry her uh, the first time. And uh, I kept praying, and I went home to my dorm. And I remember saying to God, God, ouch, this hurts. This hurt my pride. This really, really hurts. I have the ring. In fact, actually, I wasn't finished paying it off. But let me tell you, eight months later, she found a job. Eight months later, I I was almost graduating with my degree. Eight months later, uh, I I got, I believe, a promotion. Eight months later, that ring was paid off. Come on, let me tell you something. We got married at the right time, baby. Come on, somebody. Her dad gave me, her dad blessed me with his daughter. He gave me his blessing when it was the right time. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something very key right now. You've been praying to God about a job. You've been praying to God about a husband or a wife. You've been praying to God about a house or a child. But let me tell you, your God is so good. It's going to come at the right time with the right people on the right cul-de-sac with the right amount of money. God is going to show up so sweet if you can hold on and just wait a little bit. You might say, well, when is God going to show up? I've been waiting. There's three things I want to teach you real quick, really quickly. Sub, sub note in my, in my notes, right? Be faithful. Be faithful. Continue to be faithful. Right? I still continue to pay off that ring even though I was hurt a little bit. I humbled myself. I was faithful. The other, other thing to, to know is while you wait is be grateful. God, I know you have a plan for me. God, I know you're on your way for me. God, I know the Bible says that I'm a, I'm, I'm a child of the living God. I'm a somebody, not a nobody. So God, I'm going to be grateful. Some of you this morning want a promotion at the job, but you ain't faithful and you ain't grateful. So let me tell you, you're not going to get the promotion, all right? I'm going to be honest with you. You want a pay increase, all right? 
You want, you, you, but let me tell you, you got to be faithful. How about showing up to work on time? Showing up to work with the right mindset and the right attitude. How about showing up to, to work? Let me tell you, this will get you promoted like that. How about showing up to work, saying, you know what? I'm going to be a problem solver today. I'm not going to be a complainer today. I'm going to be a problem solver. I'm not going to be every, like every other coworker and just contribute to the atmosphere in this place. I'm going to be a, a positive person and contribute to the solution. Come on, somebody. I promise you that. If you have that mindset and that attitude, you're going to be promoted. One time I showed up to my job, and I, I, I just meant this with all my heart because I was learning this in church. And, and, and I tripped my supervisor out. I was not kissing her butt. It might sound like it, but it was true, all right? I said, how can I serve your vision? How can I make your vision a reality? She looked at me like, homeboy, what is inside of you? All right? She did. She, she thought it was like something different about you, and it freaked her out a little bit. But I learned that in church. I learned that in ministry. How can I serve my pastor's vision, the vision that God had given him? Because I want to be blessed. I want to be a part of what God is doing. Come on, somebody. If you show up with the right mindset, the right attitude... God will bless you. God will bless you. You'll get that promotion, right? You'll get that pay increase. Some of you want a a better amount of influence. Some of you want to be a leader. But I promise you that if you have the right, if you're faithful, if you're grateful, right? And the other thing the Bible says to, to do not worry, all right? Actually, I want to teach this point as well. It goes on to say this. I love it in the message version. It says, don't be so preoccupied. Somebody say preoccupied. Don't be so preoccupied with getting. So, Julie, I'm going to ask you to come on up here. And, uh, Nick, actually, I'm going to ask you to come on up right over here. Yes, uh, Julian, bring that up. The Bible says to do not become so preoccupied with getting. And we live in a time where we're so consumed with getting. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. When am I going to get that promotion? When am I going to get that girlfriend? When am I going to get this? So I wanted to illustrate this a little bit, all right? So we as a society and as a culture, we get so preoccupied with getting. Where is it at? So first, one of the things that we do is we, got, we get preoccupied with finding the right career, all right? So I, have, I got some things to help illustrate this a little bit. So Julian, you can put this on your head, all right? And Julian, you're going to, yeah, it's actually, we'll, we'll see if people can get this. You're going to put that over your mouth, all right? You got good breath, don't worry, all right? And you're going to put these gloves on. And so we get so preoccupied with getting. So guess what? Julian is so preoccupied with getting and wants to be secure. He wants to, he wants to find a right career. So he wants to be a doctor so that uh, he knows that he's going to be financially well all of his life. Let me tell you something. One time, I wanted to be an engineer. I love to think like an engineer. You good right there? Okay, awesome. All right, all right. But I remember one, guy, one time God tell me, told me, why do you want to be the engineer? And this is my honest to God truth. I said, because I want to make good money and I want to be satisfied. This is what the Lord told me. That's not who you're called to be. Some of us are called to be cert- have certain professions. But for me, all I wanted, I wanted this career not because I loved it. Come on, somebody. Who am I speaking to? I wanted this career not because I, you good with that glove, bro? <laughs> the glove don't fit. <laughs> the glove don't fit. Okay. All right. All right. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right, you're messing up. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So we get, sometimes we get a job for financial security, not because we love it, not because God told us to, but because we're going to think this ultimately is our source, right? And some of us eventually, we're doing this for 20 years, and we're not even happy. We're not happy with it. And we know something's up. So we're not, we're empty. So say Julian has, uh, I don't know, he, he, you know, he has a heart change, and he's going to change his career. So now you can leave those gloves on. Put these on top of those gloves. How about that? All right. So now Julian goes back to school. You know, he starts training. And now he's, let's say he's an electrical engineer. All right. 
so he could put this vest in on, and he's just so preoccupied with getting. You know, he, his career is really about, oh my goodness, you got this, bro, I believe in you, you can do this. <laughs> there you go. There you go, awesome. So now he's an engineer, okay, okay, I think, I think it's backwards, but that's fine, all right? Again, he goes to change his careers because he wants to have a financial security, and he's going back to his job as his source, not God. Sometimes we do that, all right? Uh, how about this? We're so consumed with getting, we ask for the car. So God gives us the car, all right? We're so consumed with getting, all right? We have to go on lavish, awesome vacations, so he goes on vacations, all right? All right, there you go. He goes, he has to have the awesome vacations. And right now, he's still not satisfied. He has the vacations. He has the car. He's had the double career. I mean, what a, what a guy, right? What a guy, all right? And now he's still not, not happy, and he's so preoccupied with getting. Now he gets a dog, all right? So what kind of dog are you getting? I, I got a, a, a poodle. A poodle, all right. All right, awesome, all right? And that's still not enough, all right? So he sees his friends uh, going to the, uh, the Rams game, so he buys Rams season tickets, so he's just so preoccupied with getting. So he's still, you know, he's getting more, more, and more. And then he goes, you know, I want a house. You know, I want a house. You know, I, I need a house, all right? So, yeah, that's the point. You try to, you try to have to keep it all together, boy. Real, all right? Okay. So, yeah, he has to, he, uh, <laughs> that glove is looking a little weird. So he goes to buy the house, all right? Then he has to have the Disneyland pass, all right? All right? A must. Yeah, a must. And then once he gets a new house, he has to have the grill master, all right? Mm -hmm. So he has to do that, all right? And then he has to buy the latest Louis Vuitton glasses. If they sell glasses, I don't even know if they do. Probably. There you go, all right? So he has the style and shades, all right? And then he's still not satisfied. He's still preoccupied with getting. He said, no, good answer, all right? (laughs) Now he wants the little baby because he thinks that's going to fulfill him. So he wants to have children. I don't, do, do you have the girlfriend yet? Yeah, he has the wife. Yeah, so he, he wants the baby, so he, he gets the baby. And ultimately, he's raising a family, still not happy, all right? And then, you know, Costco Kirkland water ain't enough, so he has to drink Fiji water, all right? It's Fiji water, because it's just better than other water, I suppose, I guess. And then, uh, so he's still not happy. He has to read about what other people are getting and preoccupied about themselves getting. So he should read People magazine. And do you see my point, church? Like, we get so preoccupied with getting. And then when is it enough, to be honest with you? When is it enough? When are we going to say, you know, I'm actually a blessed person. I have all that I need. I have all that I want. What else could I have? All right, have some more Nikes right here for you. And, you. and the reality is, okay, that's okay. And you know what? Actually, honestly, here's the point. The reality is you just can't contain all of it. And the reality is God wants to bless you and give you more and give you more. But when does it come to the point where we realize that we have enough? Right? When are we grateful for what we have? All right, and after all that we have, then finally Julian says, you know what? I'm going to be team Jesus. All right? You know, at the end of that, oh, I'm fine, I'm team Jesus. I want to let you know right now, for a lot of us, we're soul searching, we're preoccupied with getting and getting and getting, and right now, that might be some of you. Right now, you're not fulfilled with everything you have, even having two careers, the job, even having the poodle, even having the little ones. There's still something empty inside of you. I want to let you know, here, Nick, you can hold this up. Until you meet the person of Jesus, you are going to be satisfied. You're going to be filled with peace, even if you don't have everything that Julian had. 
Come on, somebody. When you meet the person of Jesus, now check this out. When you meet the person of Jesus, Jesus is going to make you realize what you have is awesome. What you have is a blessing. What, what, what God wants Julian to realize is, you know what? How about share your barbecue with Jesus and community? Come on. How about, how about share your car? Maybe give people a ride to church. God wants us to respond with giving instead of being so preoccupied with getting. Come on, somebody. You out there? Right? How, how, how about this? You know, I'll share my season tickets with you. Rams, how about that? Yeah? That will be dope. Yeah? <laughs> I'll share my season tickets with you. How about this? I'm going to open up my house to Team Jesus for Bible study. Because I, God has given me this amazing blessing of a house. So I'm going to give it to Jesus. Because I know that what I have is not from my own ability. It's by the grace of God that I have a house. So I'm going to open it up for Bible study and prayer nights. Actually, we have a story in our church. I'm not sure if they're here. Of a person who actually got a beautiful blessing of a house in Pasadena. They said, Pastor, what I want to do is I want to open up my house to anything the church needs. Come on, somebody. Let's be not so preoccupied with getting because let me tell you something. It's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. You can go be the engineer like I want it to be. You can go have ram season. You can have all of this. But let me tell you something. It's never going to be enough. Let me tell you, God doesn't mind you being wealthy. But if your wealth has you, that's a problem. Let me tell you something. Let me say that again. God doesn't mind you being wealthy, but if your wealth has you, let me tell you, greed is not a financial issue. Greed is a heart problem. Greed is not a financial issue. It's a heart problem. So God wants us to respond with giving. Come on, somebody. Let's give them a clap. Isn't that awesome? All right. So cool. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We, we're, we have, we're in a culture where we're so preoccupied with more and more and more. And I meet those people all the time in our church. Nice. <laughs> All right, all the time. I love it what it says this in, in says here in Matthew chapter 6, 33 says, but first seek his kingdom. Say first. First seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Let me check, here, stay up here actually. It says first seek this. Seek this. Like get rid of all that. That's junk. All that doesn't even matter. No, honestly, it, that's just cool, whatever. That, that is cool. Like, I want the barbecue, I want the season tickets, I want the house. But let me tell you, <laughs> this is what matters most. This is where you find your joy. This is where you find your love. This is where you can go to your knees every day and say, thank you, God, for my sins are being forgiven. New mercies are fresh every morning. Like, none of this stuff actually does any of that. Like, no, I, 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 this, this is awesome. The blood of Jesus covers me. In fact, Jesus covers my marriage. None of that stuff actually takes care of my marriage or my family. In fact, some of this stuff may take away from my marriage and my family and my own persona. Come on, somebody, you out there. We need to first seek Jesus. And the Bible says this, then all of these things will be added to you. But there's debate about that. Okay? First, what he means is all of your needs are going to be met. The air you breathe, that's a gift from God. The new day you get, that's a gift from God. All of your needs are going to be met in Jesus as you, as you first seek him. And let me tell you, God so desire, cares for your desires. He will bless you with the desires of your heart. But let me tell you, he's not going to give you the house if you can't handle it. Right? You want the Lamborghini, but you got the Toyota Camry instead. And you're like, God, why don't I have the Lamborghini? God knows you can't afford the gas. Right? He's not going to set you up the wrong way. 
God wants to bless you so you know you can handle it. Come on, somebody. Right now, you've been praying for a husband. Right now, you've been praying for a girlfriend or or, or, a girlfriend or a wife. But let me tell you, while you wait for that person in your life, why don't you work on you so you're the right person? Come on, somebody. Why don't you work on you so you're the right person, right? You know, until you get the house, why don't you work on you? Why don't you keep pursuing Jesus? Come on, somebody. Let's give him a clap. Amen. Was that awesome? There you go, team. I love that it says that. First seek God and his kingdom, and all of these things will be given to you. What is first in your life right now? What is first in your life right now? Where is, the, where is it the place you most want to be at, right? And what are you spending your most, the most, most of your money on, right? That will tell you what your source is, what your treasure is. And closing, I want to share the story, or just share a little bit and be open with you. Me and my wife by no means are wealthy at all, to be honest with you. We don't make a lot of money. And, let me, and that's not the point of what I'm trying to make is don't feel sorry for us, all right? Me and my wife right now are so happy Me and my wife right now are in love. Me and my wife love what we get to do every Sunday with you guys. It's amazing. It's amazing. But let me tell you, we're not seeking all this first because that's what matters less in our life. What matters most is this. The Bible says this. Check this out. Steep your life in God reality, in God's initiative, in God provisions. In other words, what is God doing in your city right now? What is God doing in your life right now? What is God doing in your church right now? The Bible says, go after that with all of your heart. And you're going to be a part of God's plans, God's provisions, God's reality. You're going to see God moving in people's lives. Let me tell you, 70 people have given their lives since January to now. And that is something that I marvel at. God, thank you for doing that. Come on, somebody. Me and my wife have been praying for a house We've been praying for certain things. But let me tell you, sometimes it's hard while we wait. But I know my God is good and faithful. So I'm not going to be embittered. I'm not going to be just crude or stop praying or stop being faithful. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be grateful. And let me tell you, I'm not going to be worried about it because my God is a good dad. Amen. So me and my wife, we pursue Jesus Christ first because this is who we are. This is what brought us together. All right. I want to share a great story with you in closing. I know we're a little late, but let me share how good and faithful God is. Me and my wife had worked full-time as we started this church in 2016. In fact, 2015. 2016, we had our launch. And I remember, in fact, we started, and I shared this story before, we started with zero dollars. The average church actually starts with 100K. 100K. But we believe that God had told us this amazing message, given us a great vision to help people, to restore people, all right, to be a little bit contemporary, to have powerful worship, have a dynamic message every Sunday, right? We believe that. So we knew that God will ultimately provide. And as we saved up a little bit and we, we started our church, a little humble church, right? And it was amazing. We kept continually being grateful and faithful. And we chose, I can tell you right now, it was hard not to worry about it. I did worry, and I wish I can go back and not worry as much as I, as I did back then. But let me tell you, we still continue to be faithful in our full-time jobs. In fact, we, uh, we, we worked full-time. We were pastoring full-time. And there came a point where I just told God, I need you to support Karina and I. It's, it's just too much. It's just too much to do both. I remember praying every day for two years that God from 26, or 2015, actually to 2017, God, asking God, God, would you provide for Karina and I to go full time? 
And uh, it was a very, very difficult thing. I thought, God, are you there? Are you listening to me? It took two years, church. Let me share this amazing story. One day this man came to church. And he'd been coming for months, and we treated him no different. We loved him. He started serving. It was awesome. It was amazing. And every day, God knew I was praying that. So watch. Let me tell you something. Behind the curtain, God's moving. God's working. You think God's not working on your behalf. You think God's not listening or God's not caring. But as you're praying for those things, God is lining things up. Come on, somebody. So I was praying, God, would you provide so we can, we can invest more time, invest more dollars, just our talents into this place? So in 2017, a man said, you know what? He sent my wife an email. He said, I want to give to the church. And uh, it's, do I, it's a large donation. Should I put it in the bucket? And I said, let me see that email. <laughs> and I, I, we talked the next day, me and this man. And I had no idea if this person was wealthy or not. We just love people, all people, no matter who you are. Amen? We just care for all people. This man said, I know that you've been praying to go full time. And I want to bless you with some some finances so you can do that. Isn't that amazing? He said, I'm gonna give, I want to give you this, this check um, I, I, and I, I would hope that you would go full time. My, my honest, and honest to God, this is my heart. Now and forever. As anyone gives to our church, it's a gift. Let me say that again. It's a gift. You cannot tell me, that's bribery if you tell me what to do with it, right? He suggested something. I said, you know, I'll pray about it. In my mind, I was like, yes, I'm going full time. All right? And uh, from that moment on, I was just so blown away by how God moves, how God works. He donated my salary for more than one year, come on somebody, so that I can invest my time to love people, to care for people. Let me tell you, God cares for you, God loves you. And he knows what you need when you need it. God is not gonna give you more than what you need to crush you. Your dad is a good dad, just like my father-in-law gave um, me his wife when it was the right time, God is going to provide for you at the right time. Keep holding on. You guys out there with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed as we pray. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.